Welcome back to the School of Cast It's podcast. It is Tim and Jacko. And this is about the 10th time we've done this intro. I can't get it right today, but it was a great, we've just had a great conversation with Lee Reeson, one of the members of the School of Calisthenics. He's been involved with us uh, following our content for a while. And it's just an amazing story about him going through his own journey of injuring his shoulder and then finding calisthenics and actually putting together some pretty slick muscle ups, which was the, the manifestation of a rehab process, which gave him the confidence back in his shoulder, which is just, it's for anybody who's out there who's been injured and come through it to a better place will know the relief that you get when you get back to a place where you can perform at a level where you want to yeah he's a member um, of the virtual classroom as well and gives you a little bit of insight into that for those that have been asking a lot of questions about what it's like to be part of that and he's just um, yeah what that muscle up stood for him um, was more than just being able to do the sort of goal or the cool thing that he wanted to do it it, it stood for him overcoming um, so I won't spoil it for you but some, some pretty serious shoulder injuries he's a, a definite member of team serious shoulder injury yeah. and it was he came down from he lives in Blackpool he actually when we asked him to come on to the podcast um, having seen his graduation video and and his message about his injury he said um, do you on the podcast and he was like meaning we do it over the internet but no he wanted to drive down and do it in person so this is um, the first time we've done a three-way in person for the podcast and we hope you enjoy it so sit back guys this is lee recent on the school of calisthenics playground session and if you enjoy it and you want to go through some of the training progressions that lee's gone through you can head over to our website and go to the virtual classroom and get everything that you need for your calisthenics training sit back and enjoy Welcome back to the School of Calisthenics podcast with Tim and Jack and we have a very special guest with us and it's our first in-person three-way on the podcast and it is none other than one of our students, Lee Reeson, aka on Instagram and most people know each other by their Instagram um, names, Ryman, is that right? Am I pronouncing that? That is correct, Ryman, yes. And um, you're, uh, you sent us a message recently where you'd... Um, you'd uh, your first ring muscle up or is off the back of uh, uh, the message say something around you i'll let you elaborate on it but there was sort of seven months ago like a bad uh, shoulder injury torn bicep torn labrum yeah and you'd come through an awful lot probably really had to get to that point and it was one of the oh it was as as muscle ups go it was pretty it was pretty darn good there wasn't just one of them either there was three wasn't there there was three yeah 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 Cash. Uh, yeah just yeah yeah, yeah. feeling confident you know like yeah. why the hell not so um yeah the, yeah it just talk us through that yeah where, talk us through that like how did the injury happen and and what have you done up to so to going get back to yeah so it's a couple of years back now um i was overhead squatting um a fairly moderate weight um, and I'd gotten to the bottom of the, the squat and I felt really confident. Uh, so I hung around there for a few seconds, get a bit cocky. As I stood up, I started to lose it behind me, but instead of bailing it and having the ego sort of take a battering, I'd sort of try to pull it forward yeah. and I just felt something go in my shoulder. Dumped it down, continued to train through it as foolish people sometimes do. Um, and it bothered me for a few months after. So I went to the, uh, the doctor um, had like a, a steroid injection in it, um, went to physio. People weren't really sure what was going on with it at all. Uh, I was still getting a little bit of pain, but was still it, able to sort of train. Was it unstable at that time or was it just painful and uncomfortable? Um, yeah, it was probably unstable, but I just, yes, pretty much. Um, then went to the hospital, they x-rayed it. They said, you've got 
we definitely know you've got some arthritis in the AC joint. Uh, we'd look at sort of removing part of that or shaving it off. Um, and then there's a possibility of a torn labrum as well. Um, a few months later, finally got the, the operation. They weren't too sure what was going to happen within it. They said it could be a couple of options. One was potentially shortening the, the bicep, which I wanted to avoid, obviously, because that could have a massive impact yeah. on... Well, that would be huge on yeah shoulder stability just health and function of the shoulder like you're taking a, a tendon away and reattaching it onto a bone where it's not supposed to be like it's not designed like that so yeah that's a big one to try and avoid if you can which yeah. is good that, that that wasn't the outcome absolutely yeah um, I uh, it wasn't until out after the operation um, that they mentioned that not only had the uh, labrum torn but it was because the biceps tendon had detached so uh, it was a little bit more of an operation I thought it was going to be it was in about four and a half hours five hours something like that um, were you out cold oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. I, I did I did request to be awake uh, oh, yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not I don't like being put under did you have a regional yeah. block then so they, they, they put the injection in your neck just to numb your arm uh, no so they, they wouldn't allow they me to do that okay, no, so I request is like no we don't do that we're afraid we're gonna yeah, sort of I have one of those it's dead weird because you can see it on TV so they, they put a screen next to you and they can see the guy ferreting around on my shoulder it's a bit surreal I would have liked that I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 a different end I think I've talked about this before yeah that's <laughs> I've also been put in there was, was there a TV screen when, uh, when we went the other end? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching it. Crikey. Okay, yeah. So that was a different problem. <laughs> yeah. And then it's train. Okay. It's fine. Clean, clean bit of health. Okay, this, this is good. Yeah, yeah. We won't delve too deep into that, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, I uh, yeah came out of the operation. I had massive other bandages on. Very limited movement with my arm. Um, and was really, really cautious about doing anything with it. Um, was in a sling. I was meant to be in a sling for eight weeks. So, and how, from um, how long ago is that now? From, from so this was this happened in June or July. June, was, June eighteen. Yeah, June eighteen. This yeah, happened. yeah. Um, I was in a sling for well, it's meant to be for eight weeks. I took it off after eight days because I just. I've got a couple of physio friends and they said it's best to try and keep it rather than have it completely relaxed and, uh, and in position, uh, try and get a little bit of movement going on. So I took that off um, and started against the doctors and NHS physio's orders. I started doing some light banded work um, and it felt good. Uh, but there was that constant fear of it, you know, just falling apart. So I do some very light dumbbell carries but it was mainly resistance band work. Um, it felt like it was taking forever. It's like funny how that happens with your shoulder, isn't it? Like when you get back to training, it's been fixed, but there's a real confidence thing there. Actually, I don't feel like I want to push this no. at all because the surgery is brutal and the rehab and how you feel afterwards. It's like, you think what you do with your shoulder every day that you, you take for granted. It's like, yeah, I was six weeks in a sling second time around yeah. and um, it's just been climbing the walls. It was, because it, not only from a training point of view, but it's my dominant arm. Yeah. Uh, and I have a very physical job. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. It's yeah. handy to be able to demonstrate movements to people. <laughs> uh, when you're trying to do like a one-handed snatch with a, with a dowel, it doesn't look that great. Yeah. And also, when, like, how did you do your shouldering? And when you mentioned it was about training, then you feel a bit foolish to a degree, I guess. I know with any sport you, you yeah, do, yeah. you run the risk of injury, but there was that sort of... Uh, yeah, I understand you that. You almost didn't want to tell people how you'd done it. it yeah, exactly. like, oh. So I mentioned arthritis first, but then I felt old because I mentioned arthritis, so I couldn't really win. So um, how long did it take you to then get back into uh, being able to do... So we're still a long way away from being able to do a muscle-up at this point. How long until you were able to get back to doing some decent level of 
train like a pull up, push up, that sort so, of stuff. So again, um, it was probably around about December, I managed to get a, maybe like November, December, I managed to get a, a pull up done, but it still didn't feel great. As I was hanging from it, there was a noticeable weakness within yeah. that shoulder. Uh, I'd done scapula push-ups, pull-ups, working all the sort of range of motion as I could. Um, and I managed to hang from my left arm, a bit of check, testing the sort of rotation, yeah. went to hang from my right arm and it just it gave up straight yeah, away. Yeah. There was nothing there and I'm thinking, it's been a, f- a few months now, I'm hoping that this isn't going to be the case because there was just nothing from it at all. It felt like as soon as I let go of my left hand, my shoulder was going to come, come out of, of its socket. Um, and then... And you put that on that post. You said like you, you couldn't even hang on your... No. Because that was around Christmas time, yeah, early January. Yeah, and just there was... I can't express how little strength and stability there was there. Um, started doing what you guys had put in the sim- just just basic simple stuff were you doing any calisthenics or anything before that obviously you're doing crossfit so there's a certain component of it yeah so there was gymnastics yeah. um but nothing to the level that so the warm-ups and the preparation were non-existent yeah I'd come in and i'd do a little bit of, i'd row for five minutes i'd do yeah. some banded work um maybe some lightish dumbbell movements uh, and a little bit of work on the rings well that was it mm. um and but with myself and a lot of people, especially across the community, the reason why it's so popular we like it is because we are told what to do. Yeah. We walk into the gym, it's on the whiteboard. Yeah. The warm-up, the strength or skill element, the workout, this is what you do, this is how you do it, done. Rather than going in sort of blind thinking, okay, but with me being a coach, yeah. there was an element of, I don't need to follow anything. I'm, I'm okay. And everything I, I've looked at, previous to you guys just didn't really interest me that much mm. and then I saw what you guys did and because you're quite what's the word amongst many other things Jack of course yeah without question um, there was a realness about you you know it was like you, you weren't okay. trying to be something that you're not you weren't trying to there's no showing off there's no showboat there's no hey we're fantastic at this uh, obviously absolute stuff off the chart <laughs> uh, which was a great incentive um, but it was I just, I could relate to you. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess. So when was uh, it? That, when was that? When did you come across our stuff? Um, just, just pr- previous to that, so I've been. So uh, you'd already seen some of our. Yeah, stuff one of my friends um, had mentioned you, um, so started following you. I was like, these guys are quite cool. Just randomly human flagging in place. He's like, yeah, a bit of showboat, but so bad. Yeah, that's it. It's having a bit of fun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really like that and the hair as well, which was just like. Well, do you see where Jacko's has improved, hasn't it? I think. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Couldn't agree. Got more. rid of the man bun. <laughs> it's only two years to grow that back. Oh, oh yeah, no, I'm still living fear that it's going to make a reappearance at some point. <laughs> well, you must expect it. Well, no, the thing about working with Jacko when he grows hair is it, now, like, you can see it come in because it, it'll start okay. just sweeping back and then it'll look a bit untidy and then there'll be a bubble one day. Okay. <laughs> then I know we're on a slippery slope. Anyway, moving away from your, <laughs> your hair history. That, yeah, getting back to your... So, your team told us before we were starting to use some of the preparation work for yeah, to absolutely. your shoulder. Yeah, so... Um, 
I think you said in your um, yeah I'm trying to remember the the, the exact uh, copy or description you put in that post with you, with your muscles but it was something about you you join the virtual classroom and you're following right. through and, yeah. and it's great for us I'd, I'd love us to get all it was definitely that, that did, but it can't have, it was such a short period of time it can't have been just the fact that you followed it, the steps in the virtual classroom for your muscle the, it's the, the pattern some other stuff that, that yeah. followed so I've had but how did you get from not being able to even hang on that single arm to then through the progression so it's literally the progression that followed so whether it was partly to do with um, not a placebo effect but okay I'm following this I should be able to achieve this so there's this sort of help to that confidence probably rather than me hanging thinking I've got nothing in this arm I'm not thinking well I've got another pull up from when I did I can pull higher as well Uh, my false grip is feeling stronger and it was just having that, those bits to follow. Yeah. That just went and I jumped a couple of bits and like, I've got that bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. the modules. No, like, yeah, yeah, perfect. no yeah. problem at all. Yeah, yeah, I've got that. And I'd, um, I'd done the pattern movement um, where you do the full script sort of ring row yeah. into the and sort through. of low dip. Um, and it felt good. So I was just stood there looking at the rings thinking, I'm going to give it a go, see how close I can get. And then I know for the, for the future what stage of the module I'll be yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And it came, like, it was just there. So, like, I got, got on top of the rings, like, oh, my God, what the hell? <laughs> Pressed out, which was never too much of an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, okay, come back down. And as I sort of came back through, there was no sort of sudden drop or anything. There was control. I was like, okay, I've still got this. I'll go for another one. And then, and then a third occurred. And I was like, okay, I'm pushing my look here a bit. I'll back off slightly and then just did like a 10 minute EMOM of one. Yeah. The ninth was questionable. The tenth was barely achievable. But, but even at that point of going like, I'm going to do 10, even so like this not. Every, so you did one every minute for a yeah. minute. The idea was I'll see how many minutes yeah. I can go for. If yeah. I miss a minute, then I'll, I'll hit the next minute. I'll just see yeah. how many out of 10 I can get. Yeah. And it was 10. I mean, that's a real, like, there's a bit, a couple of things in there that are really interesting. Like, the one is that we talk about in a workshop that if you've got some basic pulling strength and you can do, if you can do a high pull, if you've done a bit, bit of work on, on, on vertical pulling and you can do a dip if you can learn a false grip a ring muscle up from the pattern is actually quite an achievable move for a lot of people like it's not that you've gone from a shoulder surgery um, and then straight into something which is like you, you had a lot of foundation strength there to yeah. rely on yeah. but the really good thing about it for me from my perspective of being a bit of like a shoulder like nose is that how well you did it with control because the worst thing you could have done in that situation with an unstable shoulder is gone on gritty teeth without having a muscle up yeah. and then thrown yourself at it yeah. like Potentially, like you said before, we were, we were chatting around CrossFit will have that when you're starting to work into capacity sort of, sort of sessions, you are going to have to do a lot of muscle ups and they don't always look great. No. But the difference of the way that you went through the movement was you had actually approached it with real control. And that's the whole thing around the shoulder and a high functioning shoulder is can you move with purpose and put the shoulder in a position where you can where you want it to be. As soon as we start putting shoulders in positions where they're not comfortable, then that's when they're, they're, they're liable to have issues. But the great thing about calisthenics is that you get exposed to so many of those positions, you can build strength in lots of different places, Absolutely. which means that actually you've then got really robust and um, adaptable movement patterns. And you can almost throw yourself at most stuff. Like, so if, you, if you've got a ring muscle up, if you've got a, a human flag, if you've got a back lever, where you kind of got like, you've got flexion, or you've got operating in, in various different patterns and 
planes. I think it's cool. Like it's a really interesting story. And how did it feel after that session? Did you go home? Was it sore the next day? Um, Numbness? Anything like that? There was. You can't have got away from that scot free. No, there was a little, a little <laughs> bit of doms going on. Um, doms, doms is all right. Yeah, yeah. But it's, weirdly, it was more in the triceps or anything else because okay. I've not done that many dips for a while. Yeah. Uh, especially well, because I'd bust out a few and then jump down. Nothing under, yeah. because obviously you, 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 yeah. with the control, yes, the slow that slowly centric to try and yeah, not lose so, your pulse grip is gonna. Yeah, the time of retention there over that ten minutes as well, because mm. um, each rep was you know the best part of 10, 12 seconds. Yeah. Um, but I'm quite fortunate that I kind of know when to back off, so I did that and that was it. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do anything more because I don't want to, one, mm. potentially injure my shoulder. Um, but also, I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to the, the muscle soreness. <laughs> like, like, after heavy deadlifts, like, oh, oh, the classic squats where you can't use stirs or yeah. anything sitting down, or too much hard work and you're laughing, coughing, is just a bit appalling. So, um, yeah, I was, I was just, I was so happy that I, I told so many different people about it and like I messaged my dad like I've just got my you know my, my, my marine muscle ups he's like what the hell is that he's like 80, 80 years old like I've got no idea what you mean so sure he was like oh that's quite impressive uh, it was very much I was expecting yeah. more from him but, but it's what like, it's, I guess for you it's what the it's what the muscle up stood for in terms of that confidence in your shoulder that yeah. ability to do this complex movement that requires a lot of strength, a lot of stability, requires pushing and pulling, yes. controlling that humor head and actually being able to do that. And other than a bit of DOMS, which is part yeah. and parcel of training, coming away feeling... I was... Yeah, mate, what, what did that feel like? I can't remember the last time I was that happy from something <laughs> training like uh, when I got my first double under, yeah, that's okay. Um, PB in a back squat, anything like that, it, nothing compared. I think it, my opinion, these things, I think because they feel so impossible when you can't do them, it makes it that feeling when you do then do it, 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 it is more than some, you know, a, a double under. You don't think it's impossible, you just when you can't do it, you're just like, I just can't do it. Absolutely. So, the, the, yeah. there isn't the same elation when you actually. I think there's almost a bit it. of a pyramid as well because like the number of people that can do a double under versus the number of people that can do three real strict clean ring muscle ups in CrossFit is less. That's significantly less. Yeah. Um, so I think you do get that sense of achievement of actually you've you've kind of taken your ability on to a level which is would be deemed to have been as a higher level of performance. Next stage completely. Yeah. Um, it's given me more confidence with everything else. Yeah. I do. Um, as I mentioned before, I'm not. I've not been too much into barber work of recent. Um, everything to do is either calisthenics, some strongman stuff. Yeah. Um, is that still in a CrossFit box? Uh, do you I'm, train at CrossFit Place? I, or? I do train at CrossFit Place. Yeah. There's a couple of the gyms that I work yeah. from that I can, uh, okay. I can use equipment there it's as just well. Just out of interest, for how many members-ish are, are there at the CrossFit Place and what percentage of them can actually do... Some, like uh, we have muscle 143 active members. Yeah. Um, strict muscle wise. How many reckon? Just I'm just interested. Uh, less than five people. Really? I would say. Okay. Yeah. Um, so think, you have joined an elite club at your. Uh, uh, yes. Muscle yeah, club. Yeah. The muscle club. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Like weight. Like. 
four and a half, five years ago. Presuming you don't talk to anyone else now in there apart from those other people that can do much. Pretty stuff. much, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just we just shun everybody else. Like you're not good enough. Not very CrossFit really. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, four and a half, five years ago, did my CrossFit level one. Uh, never done a muscle before and managed to get like a really ugly sort of bicycle kicking yeah. thing. Got it. I was like, okay, that's fine. I've done my bit. I'm okay for that. Um, I've done, I managed to sort of, again, ugly out some kipping ones within a CrossFit Open one time. So is that, but, after you've done that CrossFit level one coaching, that's then you're able then to go and coach in a box. Can you write workouts at that stage or...? Uh, no, that that comes with level two. Level two, yeah. Um, so you're you're sort of like a, it's a of an assistant type session where you wouldn't necessarily be. Would you be demonstrating those movements as part of a, a workout potentially? I wouldn't have said so. No. Yeah. So with the with the level one, you were taught the nine fundamental movements, which is the uh, squat, front squat, overhead squat, uh, deadlift, super deadlift, high pull, uh, med ball clean, and then the strict press push press and push jerk uh, okay. you show, you show yeah. a little bit of snatching over squatting work and they demo yeah. it has changed the fitness industry in the last yeah, decade let's say it? and I think one of the greatest things that it's done is it's reminded people that we're actually supposed to train hard because yes. I think we probably yeah. lost that for a while yeah. Yeah. rather yeah. than just sort of, sort of doing yeah, some messing about. Or yeah. on the recumbent cycle reading a book or whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of training hard what's um, what's hard or what feels impossible what's your next uh, have you got any specific goals that you talked before we went on air about just sort of really enjoying training at the moment and yeah. calisthenics have given that for you like is there anything so for me the human flag okay. I wanted to ask you about that Lee actually so you dis- you, you damaged your shoulder or injured it in an yeah. overhead yeah. position in an overhead squat have yeah. you tested it in that shape again yet because that's the gold standard right for me I used to dislocate overhead external rotators same as you snatch position effectively yeah so when I first started to do human flag like we talk about not having confidence in my shoulder I was like don't know if it's going to stay in no exactly that um, well I'd messaged you about uh, doing it is there any yes. side I should do um, because I noticed that um, in this position the the pressure there was actually more was more painful yeah than when with I your was, hand on the bottom so you yeah. injured your shoulder yeah. on the bottom arm yeah, yeah which yeah. I never expected I thought yeah. that it would be the opposite way around on the on the pulling pole because of, I had such a strong push mm. with that it sort of alleviated that slightly um, it's I like it because it's so hard like yeah, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous just even the stability ball is it's the type of thing that because you've got those two different things happening bottom arm pushing top arm pulling yeah. and then only and then like from a, a trunk core perspective it's only really the lateral side on the top side that's doing all the the work that it's whether you're whether someone's advice for people either whether you're injured or not because the question we get all the time at workshops whether you're coming back from an injury or whether you do whatever your situation is the answer is always you should train both sides absolutely yeah. um, but you if you're if you've got a problem with your shoulder you want to make sure that you're not testing it by checking whether it'll stay in the socket <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like we want to go through it's just like you did with the with the ring muscle up get the patterning get the take some of the easier steps before some of the regressions like um, with the stability board and the human flag and there's yeah. some others that we've got in there where you're just getting used to what is that bottom arm if that's the troubling one when he's pushing what is he like in that over position, being able to maintain a stable position and give you something to anchor down Absolutely. into. I've been hitting a lot more handstand work. Yeah, because that yeah was, that's going to help it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I had found that my left wrist was taking an impact because of the weakness within my right shoulder. This, when it, when it came to doing some bar muscle work, um, that movement, it seems to have, I, I injured it a while back as well. And it would have been winter, you know, it gets yeah. old and cold and age, poverty, all that kind of um, But I have noticed there's been a huge difference since getting upside down more. Well, I was quite fearful of it, again, because it's the whole yeah. head, yeah, yeah. face plant kind of thing. But the, the flood press, for extent, that has helped massively as well. I think it's that's one thing I think is interesting about the shoulder health within calisthenics is if you do it right and you follow the progression. So if we were saying that to somebody, let's like if you've got a bad shoulder, the, it's not the most appropriate thing. Or it's not appropriate at all just to go and try and kick up into human flag because it's not stable. But if you actually take the process and, and I think it's probably where some of our approach is hopefully useful for people is if you go through the progressions and you earn the right to progress, you're building that shoulder stability at a level which is really manageable because we start a human yeah. flag from a like real easy, like literally can you yeah. do like a T push-up, so a side, like side, effectively a straight arm side plank. Yeah. And that's just gonna help to you to understand where your shoulder's in space. And if you can do that with a hand directly below the shoulder, then can you slide it out a little bit? So we're then managing that kind of position. And then we're gonna put a kettlebell overhead so we've got a little bit more stability. And we're gonna go to a ball and none of those happen within the same session all the time like the first time you do it that's just do that that t push-up position but over time and you started to work through those progressions the shoulders getting this exposure and it's just let's let's talk about it from a from a physio perspective we talk about late stage rehab where we're starting to load intensity we've got some level of control back and that's where physio i think for me in the in the past missed out it took me to a level where they were like pain-free full range of movement right but no one really was worried about how strong it was and then like your job league going back into a strength and conditioning environment for me at the time playing rugby you're then going to go and throw it into some environments where it's it's got to stand up to a little bit more than a yellow theraband and, and can you hold a stability ball up yes, like <laughs> but they don't go to that point and that's where i think if you use a progressive approach to calisthenics it relies on the same principles of what you're going to get from a physiotherapist in terms of kinetic chain involvement starting to integrate the hip and the core it does all that stuff when i was doing some of the research for a presentation we did last year you look at all the physio rehab information about how do you rehabilitate a shoulder and i look at it with calisthenics lens on and go we do all that but then when we look at how we do shoulders in strength and conditioning with the, with the performance population we've forgotten it all yeah. because we now go let's press overhead because strength's more important but we're not actually thinking what does a shoulder need for the shoulder to be healthy mm-hmm. and I think that's where the success for a lot of people when there's so many people stories of how their shoulders have been impacted positively through calisthenics is it's just playing to how the shoulder's designed it's, it gives the shoulder what it needs it wants stability we expose it to full range of movement and it needs to be strong just for its own well-being like it, they have to have some some robustness to it it's a it's an amazing thing i think it's, if anyone's listening has had shoulder injuries you can take some um some encouragement from lee's story from mine that people have heard over and over and jacko's but it we're not saying it, you can't dive into it blind and, and also the benefit is that you've got a good training background you yeah. coach yourself so you're coming in with a level of knowledge about your own body yeah so that's a big one like you know how far you can push because you've got context so people do need to go steadily with it but yeah i think it's just um it's definitely a tool if you if you do earn the right to progress which can help to build some yeah. robustness around the shoulder and so can, if you're yeah. consistent with it ease off of anything else because once you go past that point it's very difficult to go back yeah. Yeah. you can always go a little bit harder next time uh, and listen to your body just yeah. if, it, if there is pain like I should not have tried to do that overhead squat like when it went 
I should have bailed it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but then I definitely shouldn't have done like benching afterwards. You know, it's just like, but because I'd had that within my uh, session planned, I was like, I'm, I'm getting it done regardless. Yeah. Sometimes you almost don't want to admit it. I've been up with injuries before. Like I've done it, and I'm like, I just, I don't, I need to. I need to know that it's going to be all right and actually yeah, you want to do something to check yeah, it almost. to make sure yeah. it feels okay and then yeah. yeah my legal disclaimer at this point is also um lee said that he was um he took his arm out of the sling after however many days and started yes. doing some stuff but it's, yes. um, please don't it's do his decision then. yeah yes yeah, absolutely you had some physio friends around you that helped me one up yeah yeah you know, i was advised against it yeah. um but just the way yeah. there's there's a lot of great stuff that calisthenics can do for for our shoulders and everything but if you've had an injury you need to follow what the doctor and the physio is saying and we always yeah. reply back to that people yeah. when they people, yeah. people often ask me right about say well what should i do and if, if anybody ever says to us my shoulder hurts or my wrist hurts or elbow hurts we don't answer anything else apart from you need to go and see a physio mm -hmm. and when a physio has got you to a point where they say right I'm happy with where you're at yeah. you can move on and go back to training it's at that point when you're pain free that yeah. I would then start going you mean by I've got some ownership yeah. Yeah. I've now got ownership of my program I'm not under the care of a medical professional anymore yeah. so I've got the options to choose how I train and that's the point of then still progressively going slowly so that you don't just go and dive in at something stupidly difficult um, it still needs an intelligent approach but yeah. I think yeah get to the point where you've got signed off from that person before you go it's just to be clear on that before anybody yeah. goes and like just jumps into a human flag and then <laughs> just on the podcast yeah. um, so you're, you're, you're in the virtual classroom and you've um, you say you've got those human flag goals what have um, what's it been like for being part of that in the, the early stages of you know it's about a month old now uh, I was really pleased that I was one of the well, from the start, almost. Yeah, the originals. Um, yeah. Day one, you day one uh, pretty much, yeah. It came out and I, I was just like, I, I need this in my life. It, it was, there was just something, again, it kind of spoke to me. Um, I've followed programmes and stuff in the past, but the way you guys have been on social media and like watch a lot of YouTube videos and stuff and it's like you just you nice friendly guys <laughs> who just say it how it is I got um, the impression from from what you've said so far and what we talked about a little bit off air beforehand that you were you were you were where we were a few years ago when we started that you'd done quite a lot of other bits of training mm. and you were looking for something a little bit different a little bit more fun a little bit sort of not so rigid and strict and wanted a little bit of freedom with your training path absolutely yeah I um I picked up a barbell uh, the first time I was 15 years old, so 25 years ago. I was very much into bodybuilding. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a big influence yeah. in mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, as a kid, I was uh, very much into comic books and stuff. I have superhero yeah, tattoos and stuff. And I, I always quite... That, that again spoke to me. I was like, I'd love to look like Batman. That'd be great. So I got into bodybuilding, uh, and it was basically all I did was bicep curl and bench press. 15 years old that was literally it uh, got a bit of definition but it's all the the show muscles none of the the girl muscles yeah pretty much yeah just anything you can flex yeah the good ones yeah that's it um, so and since then there's been a variety of different stuff but it's been mainly barbell and dumbbell work got into CrossFit uh, that kind of reinvigorated my passion for fitness because there was proper science behind it you know you could see you could have fun uh, the mixed modality stuff spoke to yeah. me hugely uh, I've always liked doing as many different things as possible uh, but trying to keep it as functional as I can trying to get the most bang for my book per workout mm -hmm. as well so when it came to in the bodybuilding days okay we're going to do 
you know, back and buys or whatever it's like. It just, those three sets of 10 to 12, just, they were soul destroying somewhere yeah. it's like, and then you just the, bored, bored, yeah, yeah, that when the chicken and broccoli and rice just constantly, <laughs> just never ending. It just, yeah, it, it became more of a chore than an enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. CrossFit um, and the functional training side of things really excited me. Yeah. Uh, there were so many different things to do. And being able to execute a pretty smooth snatch, mm. a decent clean and jerk, um, being able to throw a, a jump rope under my feet twice, on occasion three times, it was like, this is, this is fantastic. It yeah, kept yeah. from going. But again, sort of four or five years into that journey, um, there's only a certain amount of movements you do. It's still fun. And I still get a good dopamine kick off a decent workout, but I just needed something else. I wanted something that uh, I really had passion for, like I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, Carlos, I, I always liked gymnastics. I yeah. like being able to do pull-ups and all sort of stuff. Um, it looks cool yeah. as well. And yeah, calisthenics just, okay, this, is, this is definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the, the vibe from yeah. this. Um, I can't say whether I'd have the same sort of, not addiction, but obsession perhaps with it if it wasn't for you guys because again be able to relate to you um, with injuries and stuff in your mm, background yeah. made it a bit more achievable in my mind yeah. rather than seeing the human flag and thinking there's no chance yeah, of that yeah, yeah. it felt doable it felt yeah. like it was going to be hard work but there was the, the possibility you thought those two happen. idiots could do it precisely man yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're not what they're doing um, I think it's really interesting some of that stuff because I think we see a lot of people come to calisthenics from a similar sort of story I've gone I've tried quite a lot of, of, of approaches to training but generally focused around sort of your gym based work squats, benches deadlifts same same um, and I think there's a lot of people get to a point where they're looking for something more and, and people enjoy Olympic lifting and that's one of the components of, of CrossFit is it's a complex movement that has a high skill component and then you load it and it's got force yeah. you've got power and strength components to it Calisthenics offers that opportunity again, but it's, it's, it doesn't stop. Like when you said then, you get, there's a number of, of movements in CrossFit which are going to form the majority of what you're going to do from a workout. But you get into calisthenics and it open, the doors open and you go, there's all this stuff that I can learn now. And as soon as you've done one, with even it's hand balance or even a human flag, there's levels of human flag that you can then go to if you want to if you want to go down that route and they all involve strength and they all involve skill um, and I think that's what people it does it, it takes what can be quite a boring environment when you've done a lot of gym training they get to a stage where like do I want to just go and squat again because you, you mentioned something earlier as well about what you're looking for longevity wise as well of, of actually where you see that going because just squatting for the next 30 years of your life yeah exactly I am um I got to that stage where I was, I went through like the small off cycle uh, and I got to the stage where I was doing a front squat and it was like the 10 sets of three and I was doing it at 112 kilos and I got five or six sets in and I'm like, I am miserable doing this. And I just stepped back because like, I don't even know why I'm doing it. Just like, what benefit is it for me? I'm not going to go into powerlifting or get to the games or regions or anything like that. It was just, I was conditioned to squat and try and squat heavy each and every time. And my squat has always been pretty good. So I'm like, okay, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna back that off because I know like I've got a default setting of a certain weight because I've trained for so long. And the same with benching and deadlifting and stuff. And I, don't get me wrong, I will throw them back in. But I just, I needed something 
that I was going to enjoy. There was a real challenge rather than, okay, I've added another kilo to a back squat. I'm not going to stick that on Instagram because nobody really cares. Where like, especially with people, the ordinary sort of Joe blogs that's been through surgery, that follow some progressions from a couple of guys that put this thing together just to help people out. (laughs) Yeah, made it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it, It was... It felt better. It felt yeah. like I was, again, my, my passion for fitness and, and movement was was reignited again. Yeah. And you could see that in your post, and I guess you wanted to share, one of the things of sharing that is just so that other, sharing not in a showing off way, look what I've done, it's no. more of a, uh, you know that it's going to have impact on other people, and that's why, that's what we love about it, that you can go, like, to see that, I know that when other people see that, they're going to go, well, crikey, actually, I've maybe got an injury that's not as bad or yeah. mine's worse, but look what he's done. But do you know what I mean? And it just gives people that hope. Because we all talked about it before, of when, you're, when you've got a really, really bad injury, you can never, and you're in the midst of it, you just can't ever imagine not having that injury. Absolutely. And it might take months, weeks, it could take years, but like there is, there, there is like some life at the end of the summer. I think people take a lot of, you know, we do as humans, we take a lot of um, confidence out of seeing other people are doing that and I think a lot of people have taken a lot of um, uh, inspiration out of I'm out a of an underdog as well don't we yeah, like, exactly. we want to see someone who's come from a less than ideal background because it just it does it. most of us come from a less than ideal background even yeah. people that have done gymnastics will have had stuff in their life which is causing problems and, and they will look at things but I just think seeing someone come from from less than ideal and still do something and, and uh, I think the important thing as well is, is what is your level of success? Like, why is it important to you? Because it's it's seeing somebody who's come from a point of not being able to do something to be able to do something, and it means the world to them. Like, it doesn't even matter where you go. If you never do anything else again, mm. that period of your life where you've had real issues with your shoulder, you've nailed something that you didn't think you'd be able to do, there's only five other people, or five, four other people in your CrossFit box that can do it. Like, it's just, there's a, there's a block of achievement there, which you can be really proud of. And I was my last question for you was around, how is what you've learned now, you're changing how you've go about your training affected your coaching practice because you're working with with people as a strength and conditioning coach like yeah as it because i found that when i got into calisthenics working with other people i couldn't help but put it in because it was so good and not even because it was like it, just because it was novel it wasn't it was a novelty that i was doing i was like this is genuinely something which is really going to be beneficial so if it's a wheelchair racer we're doing plunge progressions because it puts them in a very sport specific shape yeah. or if we're doing some stuff which is about skill development I just want you to move better so you've got more movement options what, what, what that's always been the thing for me is being able to get people to move better um, because especially after uh, doing the crossfit qualification and seeing how when you go into like a, a global gym and you see some deadlifts going with a rounded back and some appalling suicide squats and stuff like that, people just aren't educated enough. Um, They'll go into a a gym and they may have one of the fitness instructors show them how to use some machines, but they will not show them how to squat properly at all. Uh, Just a basic sitting down into a chair, engage the core, you know, weight and heels, that sort of stuff. Uh, Making sure that your shoulders are back and your chest is up when you're deadlifting. Silly, it's not, they're not hugely difficult cues, but people just, don't do it. With regards to how it's affecting my coaching, um, calisthenics is a huge part of it now. Um, most of my clients 
it's a training CrossFit. There's a, an Ironman training facility that I go from, uh, and there's like a a normally sort of gym as well that I teach kind of just basic fitness classes. Yeah. But calisthenics is coming into each and every single bit of that. Most of my one-to-one clients, the majority, well, they they are after more gymnastic calisthenic style stuff rather than being able to move a barbell well. Because it's the knock-on effect as well, the carryover. Um, some of the best CrossFit athletes and athletes out there in general, when it comes to the crossover to Olympic lifting, have been gymnasts in the past. And I've noticed that myself. I mentioned earlier on that I haven't really done that much strongman stuff or lifting of a barbell, but through doing calisthenics, I was able to shift a heavy thruster and then I was picking up a 70 kilo D-ball like it was like it was 50. And I was like, okay, so this, because of the, the strength that's adapted within the core, it was just like, okay, so this, it's even yeah, more it's proof real, that what yeah, I'm doing it's is... It's like, usable strength. Yes. Well, I guess that's functional in its functional, yeah. definition, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Always that word's become very... You can't help but use it because everyone knows Everyone knows what you're talking about. Like, yeah. we say it's... I use it when I was doing some writing yesterday and I put it down and I thought, oh, functional, people will complain <laughs> about that. But function, being a functional person, like, that's that's when we... I think when we if we keep it in that idea of usable functional yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a nice way yeah. so you know the only time we use a bicep curl is to for a pint or whatever uh, I've never really required a tricep kickback that often within but it obviously it was good for bodybuilding to get some definition going on but for the average Joe who wants to like a a, a mum um, who wants to be able to pick up a kid um, just getting into those positions engaging that core first of yeah. all without fear of slipping a disc which is like yeah. I'm, I'm being kind of a throwaway comment of severity but actually being able to bend down and pick something up and I think that's, just, that's the most important thing around the, talking about the longevity around calisthenics is that it just the quality of the movement forces there isn't you can't hide like there are if you've got a weak link calisthenics will show you where that is Absolutely. because you literally can't progress until you've dealt with it so it's if you've got a, if you're in, in some weightlifting movements you can hide you can hide in a whole in a, an overhead press and you can lift more weight by doing it with compensations which in most gyms will be deemed as being acceptable but in calisthenics you, you want to do a handstand push up you you don't need to have your, your technique on point so. Yeah. Um, my last question comes in the form of we got a lot of people asking about um, the virtual classroom and what's what's it like inside and what's and there's you know there's free some free content and a free tour that people can go in and see but and, and we can try and tell people I always think it's it's a great opportunity to them to hear it straight from somebody that is, is in there and experience it from you know the different classrooms where you, you, you're working through things but also just being part of that community and, and being able to engage with everyone else in there what's That's just huge. give us a bit of an insight yeah, yeah to, the, the community part of it is what makes it for me um, because you're all sort of sharing this experience and again it, Every gym that I go into, if it's just a normal standard gym where people got the iPods in and stuff, then it's okay. But there's a community going on, and there's there is there are bonds formed through mm. shared suffering. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah it's gym. It <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of that from last summer. Uh, and that for me is is possibly one of the main parts of. But also, um, from my point of view it's idiot proof like I'm not overly great with computers and stuff uh, and it just the way it's set out is just so ridiculously easy to follow and if I can follow it then anybody can um, yeah it's it's the best money I spend without question 
Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. 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 I can't endorse it or recommend it enough. So that's the end of another playground session. Lee, massively appreciate your time and coming down and sharing your experiences with us. It's going to be inspiring for everyone listening. It's motivating for us. And it, yeah, it gives us, I think we'll all go home with a nice fuzzy feeling about calisthenics and how good it is for you. Um, so that, I've got nothing else to say other than until next time. Class dismissed. <laughs>